News Tuesday, May 16th, 2023. John Durham has finally dropped his report. The FBI did not have any factual evidence to investigate Donald Trump for Russia collusion. IRS removes investigative team from Hunter Biden probe after whistleblower claims it's clearly retaliatory. And Mike Davis, our in-house attorney, joins the show. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. You better buckle up. You better have your caffeine ready, baby. What caffeine do I drink? Today, it's iced coffee because it's getting hot in Tampa. And it's going to have, man, some consequences for today's show. It is a hot show we got for you. Get ready. The parallel economy, baby, is something that is booming, and it's booming inside of the coffee business, too. This show runs on a lot of caffeine. The caffeine that I choose is Blackout Coffee. Blackout Coffee is made here in Florida. Blackout Coffee is an American company. It is a company that is run by patriots, and it gives me the kick that I need on shows like this. This has been a tough 24 hours, I'll tell you, baby. I'm not really happy with the Durham report, but we'll get into it. Please consider... Going with Blackout Coffee for your caffeine kick every single day. Go to blackoutcoffee.com slash Benny, blackoutcoffee.com slash Benny, and use the coupon code Benny for 20% off your order. It keeps us going, and, ladies and gentlemen, it'll keep you going, especially on days like today. That's blackoutcoffee.com slash Benny. The FBI. Let's begin here. The FBI is an executive order. It was founded about 100 years ago as an executive order, sorry, and stop bootleggers and so on, because the government, the executive branch specifically, decided that it needed a police force. The executive branch didn't have a police force. I mean, they had the army, but you can't deploy the army against people. You can't deploy uh, the Marines against people in Alabama. You, you can't, I mean, not since the Civil War, right, did Americans take up arms against each other. So the executive branch decided, way back in the days of Teddy Roosevelt, to create its own police force because it had no police power. So they created the FBI and almost instantaneously, the FBI was used for political purposes. Well, duh, no doy. That's what's gonna happen when you give a person who has been elected on political basis, police power. That's why very specific laws are in place to prevent police power from being used politically against our enemies in the United States. Congress has the Capitol Police, but that's really just to protect the, the, the U.S. Capitol and to protect Congress's interests. Uh, there wasn't any constitutional basis for any politically appointed or elected branch inside of our government to have police force to use against other American citizens. That right was given to the states. The states, of course, had governors, and those governors had police forces that worked for the state, the state police, your town police, so on and so forth. The FBI was created because, of again, they said, well, there's no way for us to enforce any federal laws uh, against the states, and so we got to have our own police force. The FBI immediately started going after the political enemies of those in charge. The power structures of the day, 100 years ago, uh, immediately weaponized the police force to start engaging in political prosecutions. And that continued. Now, I could talk to you about the anti-communists and the Red Scare and some of the initial stuff that Hoover did, some of the stuff that he did during World War II, but I'd like to fast forward to the 1960s when they started sending suicide letters to Martin Luther King Jr. Oh yeah, that's right. You didn't know this about your FBI, did you? You didn't know this about the old FBI. Something they've never even apologized for. The FBI sent suicide letters to Martin Luther King Jr., okay? They said in these letters, you know, what you should consider here, MLK, is maybe you should not engage in your civil rights activities Maybe you should consider the fact that we've been spying on you uh, for the last 10 years. We have recordings of you engaging in sexual activities that are outside of your marital bounds, and you should just kill yourself. Did you know that your FBI did that? Did you know that your FBI drafted these kind of suicide letters? to a man who has his own memorial on your national mall, to a man who has his words emblazoned in the Lincoln Memorial, I have a dream speech. 
Did you know that that's what your FBI was doing? Now, why were they doing that? Why were they writing MLK's suicide letters to him, encouraging him to kill himself? There is but one way out for you, the letter said, which King took as a suggestion to suicide. The letter called him a colossal fraud and an evil, abnormal beast, and of course included documents about King's sex lives, uh, often on a night-by-night basis, I'm not making uh, any, I mean, I'm not like arguing that Martin Luther King should have cheated on his wife, which he did regularly, but the FBI certainly shouldn't have been recording all of it and eavesdropping on all of it and then ripping all of those files, including one containing an orgy, uh, and then sending those tapes to Martin Luther King Jr., I mean, there there are lots of situations, especially as they involve the FBI, that don't include better angels on either side. Did you know this about the foremost civil rights leader? Did you know that that's what the FBI was doing? Why were they doing that? Well, what was this a part of? That's a little crazy that they would send him a suicide letter. Well, this is because of a special operation in the FBI called the Contel Pro operation. The Contel Pro operation is a counterintelligence program. It was a series of covert and illegal projects conducted by the FBI. They aimed at infiltrating and discrediting and disrupting American political organizations that what? That stood against the established power, political power in the country. Now, at the time, you were talking the 1960s, you're talking about Communist Party organizations, feminist organizations, anti-Vietnam War organizations, the Nation of Islam, the Black Panther movement. You're talking about, of course, the American Indian movement and Martin Luther King Jr. You're talking about the civil rights movement itself. Did you know that in 1971, the FBI financed, armed, and controlled a right-wing extremist group? Former members of the Minutemen anti-communist paramilitary organization transforming it into a group that would essentially be its own army. Their job was to target groups, activists, and leaders involved in anti-American, the anti-war movement using intimidation tactics and violent tactics. Contel Pro operated between 1956 and 1971. Many of the tactics using Contel Pro are openly illegal. They use psychological warfare, smearing individuals and groups and forged documents, planting evidence. Harassment, wrongful imprisonment, illegal violence, and assassination. They killed people. According to a Senate report, the FBI's motivation was protecting national security, preventing violence by killing people, and maintaining an existing social and political order. Isn't that interesting right there? That line. This was, of course, also the reason why they sent MLK suicide letters, wanting him to kill himself. To maintain the existing social and political order. That is what the FBI was doing. Their job was, of course, to institute a police force to protect the political power, which gave them power. And the FBI has not changed its charge. They have been doing this since the moment they were created. The FBI is a political police force that should not exist in America. You shouldn't have the capacity. And I don't agree like with the communists or some of these radical feminists in the 1960s. I think these are garbage groups. I think these groups hurt America and continue to hurt America. They shouldn't be spied upon. They shouldn't have the FBI fund paramilitary organizations to discredit them, plant evidence, falsify evidence, and falsely imprison these people. Is it the United States of America or is it, ladies and gentlemen? Is it? What do you know about the United States of America and how our political system has operated in this country. Well, I'm about to do an entire show on how the FBI is essentially tried to rig an election against Donald Trump in the year 2016. And then after Donald Trump was elected, they failed there. After Donald Trump was elected, they did everything they could to kneecap him, to terrorize him to cast a black Sabbath over his presidency and to ensure that Donald Trump was far less effective than he could have been. But do you know 
that the American intelligence or organizations and agencies have been doing this for decades to presidents, that presidents who threaten the political order and the political power that is given to the FBI and the intelligence communities, that they get kneecapped themselves. Before we get into Donald Trump, let us stop for a second and focus on the organization that sent suicide letters to MLK that behaved by spying on Americans illegally for 20 years that destroyed and ruined and sabotaged, maimed, killed, murdered, assassinated, destroyed the lives of innocent Americans for not having the correct political beliefs. The FBI, that same organization that somehow still exists today after doing all of this, that political organization has most likely already taken down a president and it, his name wasn't Donald Trump. He was in fact the most popular president to ever serve in the office. His name was Richard Nixon. Richard Nixon and the Watergate lie that you have been told by the reporters who so dutifully do the will and the service of our intel agencies, all of it is a fabrication. Tucker Carlson, literally moments before he was fired by Fox, started asking these questions, started pulling on these threads and asking, is Donald Trump the first president to have the intel agencies come after him and try and kneecap his administration? And the answer to that was no, actually. Watch. Oh, that wasn't Richard Nixon a criminal? Wasn't he despised by all decent people? <laughs> no, he wasn't. In fact, if any president could claim to be the people's choice, it was Richard Nixon. Richard Nixon was reelected in 1972 by the largest margin of the popular vote ever recorded before or since. Nixon got 17 million more votes than his opponent. Less than two years later, he was gone. He was forced to resign. And in his place, an obedient servant of the federal agencies called Gerald Ford took over the White House. How did that happen? Well, it's a long story, but here are the highlights and they tell you a lot. Richard Nixon believed that elements in the federal bureaucracy were working to undermine the American system of government and had been doing that for a long time. He often said that. He was absolutely right. On June 23rd, 1972, Nixon met with the then CIA director, Richard Helms, at the White House. During the conversation, which thankfully was tape recorded, Nixon suggested he knew, quote, who shot John, meaning President John F. Kennedy. Nixon further implied that the CIA was directly involved in Kennedy's assassination, which we now know it was. Helms's telling response, total silence. Nixon is asking all the wrong questions. You see, suddenly the power structures shift. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is the point of the show, that the power structures in the FBI and inside of our intelligence agencies are there only to protect not American interests, not American interests abroad, not you, the American people. They're not there to solve crimes. They are there to insulate power, to insulate their power specifically. And the people who protect them and feed their budgets and feed their pensions. That is the sole role. And when those power structures get challenged, whether it be Donald Trump or Richard Nixon, those people have to be done away with, along with the movements that put those people in power. You see, back in the 1960s, the threat to institutional power was, of course, the Black Panther movement, the Marxists, the feminists, MLK's civil rights movement that was reshaping the dynamics of America. So those people had to be sabotaged, spied on. They had to be January 6th themselves. This is really the original January 6th, what the FBI did to those people. But the winds of change, they move oh so briskly and oh so delightfully. And these power structures change over time. And in fact, the Marxists now are the power structures. And so they are the ones that must be protected against us, what they would call the right wing. Back in the 1960s, the FBI was a protective organization to the right wing. That was where it got its power. But even then, Richard Nixon, the most popular Republican president, the most popular president in American history, was able to be felled by the organization as soon as Nixon threatened their power. Watch. But for Nixon, it didn't matter because it was already over. 
Four days before, on June 19th, the Washington Post had published the first of many stories about a break-in at the Watergate office building. Unbeknownst to Nixon and unreported by the Washington Post, four of the five burglars worked for the CIA. The first of many dishonest Watergate stories was written by a 29-year-old Metro reporter called Bob Woodward. Who exactly was Bob Woodward? Well, he wasn't a journalist. Bob Woodward had no background whatsoever in the news business. Instead, Bob Woodward came directly from the classified areas of the federal government. Shortly before Watergate, Woodward was a naval officer at the Pentagon. He had a top secret clearance. He worked regularly with the intel agencies. At times, Woodward was even detailed to the Nixon White House, where he interacted with Richard Nixon's top aides. Soon after leaving the Navy, for reasons that have never been clear, Woodward was hired by the most powerful news outlet in Washington and assigned the biggest story in the country. So Tucker Carlson began reporting on Watergate. Tucker Carlson began reporting on the reporters who broke the Watergate story, the intel agencies that hated Richard Nixon and were threatened by Richard Nixon, even though they were there to protect right wing power at the time. And that is well documented. We've shown you the document. We've shown you the suicide alert. Here, check this out. This is from the, the FBI's own. This is from the FBI's own vault. Here we go. FBI MLK. You can literally look at the documents here. We'll, 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 we'll always show you the day. We'll always show you the documents. We'll always bring them to you. This is from the FBI's website. You can scroll through for hours. They've released thousands of pages on how they spied on and attempted to get Martin Luther King Jr. to kill himself. The F, this is from the FBI, just in case you're wondering which InfoWars site I'm reading this from. This is from your FBI at FBI.gov. Okay, here you go. Read them for yourself. So the question becomes this. If the FBI, even when it was protecting the right wing, would turn on a Republican president, then who exactly are the FBI protecting? How does the FBI operate? And the, the answer to that question is quite simple, actually is that the FBI only operates in favor of the FBI. The people who are subservient to it, well, they get a pass. The people who have affected the FBI in a positive way, they're able to get away with murder, quite literally in this regard. And so that is why we have to go back a little bit more recent history here, but back when Barack Obama was still president, he did an interview with Fox News inexplicably, un un unthinkable that Joe Biden would sit and do an interview with Fox News or Newsmax now. But back in the day, Barack Obama sat down with Fox News, scum, total hack scum, Chris Wallace, and was asked about the FBI and how it was performing as it pertained to the biggest news of the day, which was Hillary Clinton's multiple scandals, an investigation of Hillary Clinton's uh, defunct, defrauded, global initiative organization, which was just a piggy bank for the Clintons, and then Hillary Clinton's use of a private server to transfer classified information over, which was undoubtedly hacked by our enemies. This was, of course, all of those things illegal. Barack Obama was asked, hey, how are you going to prevent the FBI, which you run, a police force that you run because you're the president? How are you going to prevent them from giving Hillary a pass? Because she's clearly the one that you've endorsed on the campaign trail. She's the one you want to succeed you. That was the plan all along, obviously. There should have never been a Joe Biden. The plan was Hillary Clinton gets eight years now. There, th this is why Joe Biden was doing all of his deals. There was never supposed to be a Joe Biden presidency. It was supposed to be Hillary. Right now. Hillary was supposed to be in the middle of her second term. None of this was supposed to happen. This is why Joe Biden was so flippant with his money laundering and with his corrupt deals. This was never supposed to come out. Barack Obama, listen to this answer. It's telling. Chris Wallace, go. Can you direct the Justice Department to say Hillary Clinton will be treated as the evidence goes? She will not be in any way protected. I can guarantee that. And, and I can guarantee that not because I give uh, Attorney General Lynch a directive. That is institutionally how we have always operated. I do not talk to the Attorney General 
about pending investigations. I do not talk to FBI directors about uh, pending investigations. The, uh, we have a strict line uh, and always have maintained it, previous so, presidents. Ju just to button this up. I you, guarantee it. You, I guarantee that there is no political influence in any investigation conducted by the Justice Department or the FBI, not just in this case, but in any case. And she will be- Full stop, period. And she will be treated no differently? Guaranteed, full stop. Nobody gets treated differently when it comes to the Justice Department because nobody is above the law. Even if she ends up as the Democratic nominee. How many times do I have to say it, Chris? Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Hillary Clinton will not have any political favoritism with my FBI. Guaranteed, says Barack Obama. We should play that tape every single show because that is the most bona fide lie of the Obama era. This side of if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. Because Barack Obama, in the exact same hand there under the table, was directing, we now know because of the Durham report, directing the FBI to simply ignore Hillary Clinton, to ignore her crimes. We now officially know this. So let's start with the multiple different avenues that we have here in this report that dropped yesterday, a 300-page report that dropped the Durham report. Here's absolutely what we know. We know, according to Durham's report, that the FBI looked the other way and was ordered by the Obama regime to not look into Hillary Clinton's crimes. In fact, that in that very moment, while with one hand, Obama's on Fox News saying, I want, the FBI has never been a political organization. That his agents at the FBI were not only ignoring Hillary's crimes, they were actively engaged in pushing fake narratives about Donald Trump. We know this because John Brennan went in and briefed Barack Obama and Joe Biden about Hillary's plan to create a fake narrative linking Putin to Donald Trump to damage him. Because, of course, you can't just have Hillary be the only person with a scandal. It has to be Donald Trump. You have to find something. Barack Obama got a briefing from John Brennan that this was all crap. They knew this was garbage. Barack Obama, when he was standing there on the stage, handing off the presidency to Donald Trump on Inauguration Day, January 20, 2017, knew that all of this was fake, that the Russia story was fake. Yet for three years, they not only allowed a special counsel to be appointed to look into Donald Trump and his connections to Russia, they went out. They expose themselves to as much media as possible to demand and to tell the American people in no uncertain terms that Donald Trump was himself a Russian agent. I want to state that we have already told you this many, many times. These documents are fake. Everything was fake. We've covered this ad nauseum. But it is worth looking back at how vociferously they lie to you. It is worth looking back and understanding this because you must understand your enemy. You must know what the FBI does. You must understand that the next step inside of an FBI lie is Operation Mockingbird. What is Operation Mockingbird? Operation Mockingbird is the FBI and the CIA literally paying reporters to report the lies that they wish to push on the American people. Because it sounds better coming from the bright sets and colorful sets on your TV screen or a personality that you trust in news like this. Watch. Agent of the Russians. Yes, I, I think there's more evidence than he is. Yes. And I, I think all the arrows point in that direction. And I haven't seen a single piece of evidence that he's not. I think he's afraid of the president of Russia. Why? Um, well, I think one can speculate as to why, uh, that the Russians may have something on him personally, uh, that they could always roll out and make his life more difficult. This past weekend is illustrative of uh, what a great case officer uh, Vladimir Putin is. 
He knows how to handle uh, an asset, and that's what he's doing with the president. The American people need to know whether the Russians still have something they can hold over the president's head, the president of the United States. Uh, so our work is far from done. I can certainly say with confidence that there is significant evidence of collusion uh, between the campaign and Russia. There is evidence, hard evidence, Adam Schiff says. Oh, oh Adam Schiff's just a, just a pencil neck, He's just a ding dong from a super deep blue district in California. What, what were the Democrat leaders, the people with gavels, the people with actual power saying? What about the, the, the heads of the party? The, certainly without with the entire Obama regime out there, it falls to one person in Washington, D.C. to be the leader of the Democrat Party. That one person was clearly Nancy Pelosi. She was in charge of the Democrats in the House. She held the gavel. But she wouldn't be so reckless, right, as to go along with this lie. Uh, this week, we saw cold, hard evidence of the Trump campaign, indeed the Trump family, eagerly intending to collude possibly with Russia, a hostile foreign power to influence American elections. In the month, again, as we celebrate the courage of our founders, Republicans in Congress have become enablers of the Trump-Russia assault on our democracy. After these latest revelations, it's becoming clear we have suffered a desecration of our democracy not seen since Watergate. Speaker Ryan must allow a vote on an outside independent commission to get to the bottom of the Trump campaign's role in Russia's assault on our democracy and prevent Putin from ever doing it again immediately. Outside independent commission. It's not just about what happened in the past. It's to prevent it from happening again. Notice how she mentioned Watergate there. Did you notice that? Another deep state operation. Going back through these old reels and these old uh, press conferences, it's worth remembering. It's worth remembering what they did to you. And it's worth remembering how they see you. Isn't it incredible, the bizarro world that we live in, how dangerously close this country is to the brink? If you can't share facts, if you're willing to do this to an entire movement that beat your ass at the polls in 2016, if you're willing to do this because what they really did was steal a president from you, this is what they actually did. They stole a president from you. You elected Donald Trump squarely and fairly, even though they told you not to, even though they told you that there was zero chance of Donald Trump becoming president. You elected him. And what you did was, according, of course, to the FBI and the way that it's structured, you threatened institutional power. What did that report from the FBI have to say on Contel Pro? What was the point of con the Operation Contel Pro? Well, in order to protect institutional power, protecting national security, preventing violence and maintaining existing social and political order. That's what the FBI's own motivation was for spying on its citizens, for throwing its own citizens in jail to maintain existing social and political order. Hillary was the existing political order. You were supposed to get Hillary Clinton and you were supposed to like it. And you said no. In fact, you handed Donald Trump the most shocking presidential victory in American history. And they'll never get over it. Proven time and time again, including three years into Donald Trump's term, Hillary Clinton sitting down for an interview saying Donald Trump knows what he did. He knows that he stole this election. Hillary, the election denier. Do you remember? our future, the damage being done to our values, our institutions, and try to think of ways that I can help those who are on the front lines of the fight. Your name doesn't come up much mm -hmm. on any campaign except for Donald Trump's. Mm -hmm. Lock her up is still mm -hmm. a big popular 
aligned. Yeah. I believe he knows he's an illegitimate president. He knows. He knows that there were a bunch of different reasons why the election turned out the way it did. And I take responsibility for those parts of it that I should. But, Jane, it was like applying for a job and getting 66 million letters of uh, recommendation and losing to a corrupt human tornado. And so I know that he knows that this wasn't on the level. I don't know that we'll ever know everything that happened, but clearly we know a lot and are learning more every day and history will probably sort it all out. So of course he's obsessed with me. And I believe that it's a guilty conscience in so much as... We'll never really know what fully happened with Donald Trump. We'll, we'll never really know, Hillary Clinton said, not too long ago, living inside of the delusion that Donald Trump was the corrupt one. My God. We're about to tear through this Durham report. We're about to rip into it. We'll show you all of the good and bad and all of the bloody. But first, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, there is absolutely nothing more devastating than the people who view you as the enemy. And that is ultimately the result of this report. The final factual finding inside of this report, the real finding is that as ever, the FBI and the super state protects itself and they view the American people and the American public as the enemy. This was your suicide letter. The the Steele dossier, the Russia collusion hoax, this was the suicide letter. This was the Watergate of a different era, but to Donald Trump and to his supporters. We're in charge. We control narratives. We control institutional power. And you get nothing. And if you dare to send someone to Washington, D.C. to be in charge of us, that we did not tell you to send to be in charge of us, well, then we will sabotage and destroy him and will in turn destroy your voice and vote as well. This is a black Sabbath. It's dark what this report found. Here's just the start. Go. The Fox News alert. It only took four years, but the Durham report has finally dropped and he found out what everybody already knew. The whole Trump-Russia collusion story was a giant hoax started by Democrats. The FBI knew it was a hoax. The CIA knew it was a hoax. And Barack Obama knew it was a hoax. Everybody knew it was a hoax the whole time, but they acted like it was real. The CIA knew Hillary started the Russia collusion story and then went in and told Barack Obama all about it, that she was trying to link Trump with Russia to distract from her email scandal. But this is the best part, the P tape. You know what they said in the Steele dossier, that Trump peed on prostitutes at the Ritz-Carlton in Moscow? Well, at first we thought that Hillary got the Russians to make the story up. But it turns out Hillary's guy made up the PP tape lie. And then they just pinned it on a Russian. Does it feel like you live in an actual country anymore? Or does it feel like you live inside of exactly what our forefathers fought against? Taxation without representation. They steal and they take your money and they'll put you in jail. And if you dare put someone in Washington, D.C., send someone to Washington, D.C. that they don't like, they'll destroy him. And you know what? Even the most rabid, bloodthirsty, raving lunatics anti-Trump, so anti-Trump they won't say his name. People like Jake Tapper, people like Anderson Cooper refuse to say the name Donald Trump. These people, even them, are broken by these revelations. An astonishing clip from CNN yesterday. Jake Tapper, of all people, saying that this bottom line is that Donald Trump has been now fully and totally exonerated. Listen. Regardless, the report is now here. It has dropped and it might not have produced everything of what some Republicans hoped for. It, it is regardless devastating to the FBI and to a degree it does exonerate Donald Trump. It does exonerate Donald Trump. Donald Trump on Truth Social, ladies and gentlemen. Donald Trump saying, wow, 
After extensive research, special counsel John Durham concludes the FBI never should have launched the Trump-Russia probe. In other words, the American public was scammed, just as it was scammed right now by those who do not want to see greatness in America. General Flynn, who was himself a target of the FBI, was taken out of the Trump administration. He was the national security advisor. He was effectively had his career assassinated because of filthy, dirty tricks, suicide letters sent to him by the FBI. Said America's pissed, Trump is pissed, I'm pissed, rightly so after the release of the Durham report. How do we get our country back from our duly elected uh, POTUS? The missteps Durham said to have been fixed are all still in place. Don't kid yourself. The FBI needs to be completely shut down and it must happen in any new administration that enters the White House. Ideas about reforms are fine, but not until a complete shutdown occurs. All parties, political candidates running for POTUS must have the complete restoration of faith in the federal government as their top priority. No more games. People that committed the crimes such as treason and or sedition against the American people must be held accountable. There must be no statute of limitations and no rocks to hide under. My lawsuit against the DOJ and the uh, executive office of the president aside, the DOJ doesn't get to go after those who perpetrated these crimes, including the current POTUS. We have no... We no longer have a system of justice that is responsive to the needs of the American people. The rule of law that I fought for will be dead. We either have a fair, unbiased, and functioning justice system, or we live under the yoke of tyranny, ruled by a small group of oligarchical elites who will dictate how we will live as a nation. Michael Flynn is a patriot. Michael Flynn was sabotaged by the FBI because he was so skilled in understanding how the deep state operated. He was a four-star general within this system. He understood this system. He fought back against the Iran deal, against what Obama was doing in Afghanistan, Iraq, the war on terror. He fought back against this deep state system and they got him for what? A phone call with a Russian they took this man down and they took down so many other people. I mean, I know so many people inside of the Trump administration, top level people. You see them on TV. They're buddies of mine. They're friends of mine. I lived in Washington, D.C. It is impossible to overstate how black of a Sabbath this was for the administration. It made everyone scared of their own shadow because there was a special counsel appointed because Donald Trump, uh, rightly or wrongly, just did not know how to manage uh, the fact that he had his own attorney general recuse himself. Donald Trump knew these were lies from day one. He called it all a scam, a hoax from day one. But places like CNN ran with this for four years. How did CNN sound yesterday? Listen. Uh, now an investigation that's four years in the making, and uh, we finally have the conclusions, uh, more than 300 pages uh, released by the Justice Department. Now, uh, it has now been uh, transmitted to members of Congress who also are going to want to bring John Durham in uh, to uh, to review some of the findings. But the bottom line is this. The, uh, the investigation found uh, that the FBI failed in many, many ways, things that we already knew from a previous uh, Inspector General report. And I'll read you just a part of it, uh, uh, of John Durham's conclusion. He says, based on the review of Crossfire Hurricane and related intelligence activities, we conclude that the department and the FBI failed to uphold their important mission of strict fidelity to the law in connection with certain events and activities described in this report. This Where is the Dominion lawsuit against CNN, against MSNBC, against the people who peddled this crap? You know the basic narrative, and that's all that was confirmed yesterday. There was nothing that really was bombshell that would surprise you yesterday in the report. The basic narrative is thus. Hillary Clinton created a fabrication of collusion with Trump and Russia, fed that to the FBI. The FBI bought it hook, line, and sinker, and then appointed a special counsel to look into it, sabotaging the Trump administration, sabotaging the people who could work with the Russians, work for uh, 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 in diplomatic capacities, in military capacities. They already had the Ukraine war concocted and put together. Donald Trump was standing in their way. They needed to make an, a global and geopolitical enemy of Russia. 
Donald Trump wanted peace. They had to smear him. They had to slime him. And they used the intelligence agencies to give credit to this dossier. They they used the intelligence agencies as a facade in order to be their own political persecution from within Donald Trump's own administration. I'm not one to criticize Trump. He gets enough of it. But I'll tell you this, man, damn it. The naivete of like holding hands with James Comey, not firing it. Donald Trump had every right on hour zero of his administration. He walks out, he sees Barack Obama off into the helicopter, he gets into the beast, and then he fires them all. All of them, every political appointee, everyone, all of them, gone. Uh, Donald Trump has an agenda to do that, uh, worried to become president again. But the naivete that Donald Trump could come in and work with people like James Comey and work with Andrew McCabe and work with Peter Strzok and work with Lisa Page and work with these people, uh, that was arguably, maybe inarguably, the greatest mistake of the presidency. Not cleaning house on day one. That is what Matt Gates is calling for. Matt Gates is out saying what the Durham report did not, which is that there must be horrific and painful consequences to the people who did this. The Durham report says that these things have been fixed. And the FBI released a statement yesterday saying, oh, well, we fixed it all. Wrong. Matt Gates, we have to defang and defund the FBI. Matt Gates suggests FBI agents should be indicted. Durham report that found no Trump collusion with Russia. The bureau issued a groveling statement of apology. Matt Gates saying that's not good enough. And I agree. Watch. I think that we have to deauthorize, defang, and defund many of these authorities and entities and uh, different task forces that actually converted the just and righteous act of protecting our country with the desire to have a particular political candidate win or lose. And in a proper world, Republicans and Democrats would be able to work together on this because it wasn't all that long ago. The FBI was a right wing organization weaponized against civil rights leaders and others. And it was wrong then and it's wrong now. Wasn't that long ago that the FBI was a right wing organization weaponized against civil rights leaders again It's worth just tossing up the headline. Here you go, ladies and gentlemen. This from Insider, certainly, certainly not a uh, certainly not a right wing publication, but it's worth just just staring deeply into the headline uh, of what the FBI was doing just a few years ago. Just I mean, literally in your in your lifetime, depending on how old you are, you could have lived through the FBI. Sending suicide letters to MLK. The FBI tried to blackmail Martin Luther King Jr. with a suicide letter and recordings of his orgies. Hmm. How did the FBI get microphones into MLK's orgies? Did you know this about your government? Do you think that the FBI somehow changed in 55 years from its stated goal of protecting and, I quote, maintaining the existing social order and political power? No, of course not. It's just the political powers have changed. The civil rights leaders, the Marxists at the time, now the FBI protects them. Ladies and gentlemen, in just one moment, we are going to be joined on the program by a man that I am most excited to talk about, given this subject matter, Mike Davis, the best Republican lawyer and lawfare uh, agent in our movement, my own in-house attorney for The Benny Show. But first, if you wish to watch John Durham, if you wish to see uh, Jim Jordan, who's calling John Durham to testify next week, if you wish to follow the TikTok of this news as it breaks and what Republicans will do uh, in the response to it, you need dependable cell phone coverage. You need coverage that is not woke and you need coverage that is not broke. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They offer dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks. You get the best possible service in your area without the propaganda by woke leftists. I've had enough of it, actually. I've had a belly full. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you support free speech and religious freedom, sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and military veterans. Switching is easy, and it makes for dependable connection between you and me. Go to Patriot Mobile slash Benny. 
patriotmobile.com slash Benny. Or call them at 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Benny. Ladies and gentlemen, now joining the program, the great Mike Davis. So it is reported that John F. Kennedy once said we should scatter the intelligence agencies to the winds after shattering them into a thousand pieces, Mike. John Kennedy himself found a bullet through his skull uh, not long after. Do you agree that the FBI should be scattered to the winds into a thousand pieces? Uh, yes. The, the top ranks of the FBI are corrupted to their core. We saw that the FBI in 2016 uh, tried to throw the presidential election to Hillary Clinton. The FBI buried evidence of Secretary of State Hillary Clinton's illegal home server that was hacked by our enemies. They buried evidence of the Clinton Foundation's pay-for-play scheme where they sold access to Hillary Clinton when she was the Secretary of State in exchange for donations to the Clinton Foundation that provided for the Clinton's lavish lifestyle. They buried this while they colluded with Hillary's camp, uh, while, while the FBI colluded with Hillary's campaign, President Obama, Vice President Biden, the Justice Department, the Attorney General, the CIA director, and others to cook up and unleash this bogus Russian collusion crossfire hurricane investigation. And what they essentially alleged that Trump was doing is he was committing treason, is what they were alleging that with his dealings with Russia, it was completely made up to distract from Hillary Clinton's own political and legal troubles. And uh, the bad actors were uh, fired FBI Director James Comey, fired FBI Deputy Director Andrew McCabe, fired FBI Senior Intelligence Official Peter Strzok, but there were many, many others at the FBI, still in the FBI, who were involved with this. Remember, yes. President Trump declassified these crossfire hurricane records the day before he left office. But the Biden Justice Department dragged their feet and never made them public. And, and I've said this for months. This is the reason why Biden ordered this unprecedented, unnecessary and unlawful home raid on the office of the former president in Mar-a-Lago to get back these damning crossfire hurricane records that John Durham is now reporting in his in his detailed report. What did you make of the report? What are your major takeaways? I mean, the major takeaways are this is this is bombshell. You can't get worse than this where you have political parties colluding with our justice system and our intel system, with our president, with our vice president, with his top uh, intelligence aides, his top law enforcement aides to weaponize our federal government to weaponize law enforcement to go after a political enemy this you can't get worse than this and the fbi the here's the problem is is that john durham said that the that the fbi and the justice department cooperated with his probe why did he not present evidence of crimes before the statute of limitations ran out why did it take so long to report this that's a question that the house judiciary committee needs to, to ask John Durham when he comes in for oversight. And maybe there's a good reason for it, but it seems like this took a long time to get there. It's a very comprehensive, detailed report, but they're recommending no charges. How do you not recommend charges here when you have a, you have a weaponized justice system, a weaponized law, law enforcement intel operation trying to take out a presidential candidate. And they didn't just do it once. They didn't just do it in 2016. They did it again in 2020 when they buried suspicious activity reports and other evidence that the Bidens were corruptly taking bribes from foreign governments. There is whistleblower evidence that, that came to my former boss, Chuck Grassley's office, a whistleblower from the FBI, who said that, that there is clear evidence that Vice President Biden took a foreign bribe and, bribe and it, it changed American policy. And the FBI buried this. Why? Why Why did Comey bury this? And the bigger question is, is when Bill Barr took over as the attorney general, when Chris Wray took over as the FBI director, what did they know and when did they know it? Why did, why did they not discover this and do something about it? And if they did discover it, why, why did they continue to cover this up? 
I, I mean, it's hard to not be blackpilled after reading this report because it looks like a lot of bad parenting that I see. So you see a lot of bad parenting uh, as a parent myself. It's you take the child, you take the little kid, the snot-nosed kid who's screaming and throwing a tantrum. You tell that kid, you warn that kid, you talk, you talk through all the bad things it's done, and then you warn that kid they're going to get a spanking like 50 times, and then you never spank them. You, ne- you never actually spank the kid. You never actually deliver a consequence where the child will know that it's done wrong. And so this seems like bad parenting to me. It's just it's Mother's Day last weekend. I'm thinking about parenting. It's a good allegory. Dude, it's just like, here's all the bad things you did. And now there's no consequences. And that's going to make for a rotten child. Yeah, I mean, what needs to happen, Ben, is we need to we need to gut the FBI. We need to gut the CIA. We need to start over with these law enforcement and intel agencies. They have been corrupted. And it's not just at the top level. It's all the way down to the field offices. It's it's these intel this, these counterintelligence operations. This same counterintelligence division at the Justice Department and the National Security Division and the same counterintelligence component of the FBI that that cooked up this crossfire hurricane hoax to take out Trump is the same. These are the same units that did the Mar-a-Lago raid to go get back these crossfire hurricane records that Trump declassified and took when he left office. And the Biden Justice Department, the Biden administration never made them public. And they were so damning, as we just saw with Durham's report, that they that they continued to 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 do their treacherous acts. And they did a home raid on a former president for records that President Trump was allowed to have, absolutely allowed to have under the Presidential Records Act. They didn't even cite the Presidential Records Act when they went to their biased magistrate judge Bruce Reinhardt and got this unprecedented, unnecessary, and unlawful home raid. This magistrate judge had just recused six weeks prior, six weeks prior from uh, Hillary Clinton's lawsuit with with Donald Trump because he had a clear judicial bias. He had posted social media posts bashing Trump. But somehow this judicial bias magically went away six weeks weeks later when Garland did went down and asked for this home raid. And they didn't even cite the Presidential Records Act. They cited an applicable law because they were just trying to get back these crossfire hurricane records that are so damning. And we're seeing this now. The president of the United States, President Obama, Vice President Biden, Obama's attorney general, Obama's CI director, and other White House and other senior Obama officials colluded with Hillary Clinton's campaign to make up the Russian collusion hoax against President Trump. They did a crossfire hurricane investigation where they weaponized our FBI and Justice Department. They presented false evidence to a FISA court to get a warrant. This is the this is the worst of worst things you can think of in a in a so-called democracy. Democrats always scream about democracy and norms. This is the most destructive thing you can do in a democracy. Yeah. Do you think that Donald Trump, I mean, final question here is, you know, sort of living in the past, but do you think the biggest mistake, and you're a Trump fan, I'm a Trump fan, but the biggest mistake was not firing everyone on day one, like holding hands with Comey at the White House, like thinking that maybe through celebrity or the power of his political movement, that these people would come to terms and would then suddenly start working for him? I think that Donald Trump's biggest problem at the Justice Department was the Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein, uh, uh, the number two. I call him Hot Rod. He is the lawyer for the deep state. He, deep state. He pretends like he's Team Republican. He pretends like he's Team R. I just saw him at a Republican National Lawyers event uh, last week, pretending like he's Team R. He is the guy who was in charge of all this. Of all this, remember. Jeff Sessions, as the attorney general, got forced to recuse from these matters, stupidly got forced to recuse from these matters. Hot Rod, the deputy attorney general, took over these matters. He's the one who managed the Mueller probe. Hot Rod is the one who managed the FBI. This all lands on Hot Rod's desk, and they need to call him in and ask him what he knew and when he knew it. Yeah. I just don't know how you continue a country with any legitimacy. Um, with these kind of agencies that act essentially as a super state 
outside of the democratic bounds and outside of democratic reach. Mike Davis, where can people find your exceptional work? I appreciate that, Ben. People can go to article3project.org, article3project.org. You can donate if you want. We're mean and lean, and we'd love to have the money. It's at article3project, at article3project on Getter, Twitter, Truth, and my personal is at M-R-D-D-M-I-A, M-R-D-D-M-I-N. Thank you, Ben. God bless you, Mike. Thank you. I'm not a black pill guy. I'm not. I'm a red pill guy. I'm a white pill guy. I'm not a black pill guy. I'm not sitting here trying to like ruin your day or trying to rain on anyone's parade. I'm just trying to lay out the facts as they stand. That there is a super state above our government. There's an uber state that exists outside of the constitutional bounds. It must be uh, destroyed. You can't have a country with this type of a system with an oligarchy. We live inside of an oligarchy. We live inside of a world that is not the, not the way that this country was designed. It is totally and wholly unconstitutional. And every person, we read you that beautiful letter from Mike Flynn, every presidential candidate, every person must be uh, asked, what are you going to do about this organization this den of vipers that will sabotage or destroy you the moment you threaten their power, they will use and weaponize all of the power vested in them by you, the chief executive, and by us, the American people, to sabotage us, to use us as the enemy, and then to spit in our faces. Like this story. IRS removes investigative team from Hunter Biden probe in move whistleblower claims is clearly retaliatory. My God. So the IRS on Monday, yesterday, removed the entire investigative team from a long-running tax fraud probe into Hunter Biden in retaliation against a whistleblower who alleged a cover-up. The purge allegedly was done on the orders of the Justice Department, the whistleblower's attorney called Congress. Today, the Internal Revenue Service criminal supervising special agent we represent was informed that he and his entire investigative team are being removed from the ongoing and sensitive investigation into a high-profile, controversial subject. What are you going to do about it? This is what the lawyer said for the whistleblower. The whistleblower, who has supervised the Hunter Biden probe since early 2020, was not publicly identified, has not publicly identified the first son, nor have they been publicly identified. On April 27, 2023, IRS Commissioner David Wareful appeared before the House Committee on Ways and Means, and he testified, I can say that without hesitation, there will be no retaliation for anyone making an allegation or a call for a whistleblower hotline. Funny that. Republicans, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do? Are, are we, we going to take this? Like, is, this how, is this how it all operates? Are we Saddam Hussein's Iraq now? Uday and Kusei can let you run over brides on their wedding day. You know, that happens. Drunk driving through the streets of Baghdad. Kill some woman on her wedding day. Uday Hussein. No charges. No one cared. Everyone looked the other way. Just destroy lives. Destroy lives. Hate your own people. Different bars and different rules of justice. Retaliation. Savage retaliation about against anyone who stands against your institutional power, power for power's sake, executing power in order to inflict pain. That that is the nature of the tyrant. The nature of the tyrant. And so, what do you do in the face of this tyranny? Well, our forefathers sure as hell knew what to do. Do we have it in us? Is there a fighting man left in America? that can stand up to this. We'll see. 2024 is critical. But even if we do not see victory in this life, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see victory in the next. And that is assured to us. That's why we end every single show with a Bible verse. Because no matter how many black pills we take during the show, no matter how much we talk about the, the corrupted past of the FBI, now the FBI is the same black Sabbath as it always was, how there shouldn't be political police forces in America. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we will end with an upbeat note. 
And that comes from the scriptures. That lives and breathes beyond our small temporal time here on this earth and our struggles, which are not as bad as our forefathers' struggles. Remember that. There are people in your lineage that worked so much harder, that suffered so much greater so that we could be here today. Let's honor them. And let's look to the same truth that they look to. Psalm 119. You have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I have stored up your word in my heart. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here to say that there is a truth, that there is the word of God, that there is darkness and light, and that we are the agents of light. And it is our charge simply to fight, simply to speak truth on this planet. The rest we can leave up to God. Revenge is the Lord's. Ladies and gentlemen, we've already seen Hillary Clinton lose once. <laughs> we've already seen God's timing time and time again. And so let us have faith. We keep the faith here on The Benny Show. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show.